Hour number two of Overtime Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson, and you. Back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Matthew is next. What do you say, Matthew? Hey, Jake. How are we doing tonight? Pretty good, man. You uh, you getting this nasty weather up in the or I guess Knoxville that we got down here in Dallas? Uh, buddy, no. we ain't seen the sun shine no. in about a week and a half. It's just about forty degrees and spitting rain for about a week straight now. Well, I'd rather do that than have to skate on the ice that I've been sitting with for the last four days. I mean, it's been nothing but ice covered, and I basically looked like Kevin from the office with my wings yesterday. I mean, I literally just ate it yesterday trying to carry over some wings to watch the game. Well, at least it's better than Adam. I mean, he ate it uh, going into a sloppy, <laughs> muddy, oily, watery mess yesterday. Gosh. Um, and it's on video. That's, actually, you'll need to send me that. I need that. <laughs> See, I don't have it. I've got to I've got to get with a person that has it and get it off their ring camera <laughs> in order to get it. But. <laughs> Um, it was a majestic fall. Funny. I love it. Um, well, listen, I don't know. I know you and I were texting earlier about this, but uh, I want to carry over what we talked about on the Blitz this afternoon, um, I guess this morning. But for you guys that didn't get a chance to listen to the call, I recapped um, last night's loss, how frustrating it was, how unfortunate that we are as a fan base right now, very much a fan base that is divided. You – if you criticize the basketball team or the coach, you're a red. And if you don't say there's anything wrong with this team, you're a sheep and you're just not bought in and you're not a, a true ball fan. Both can be true at the same time. I, myself, am equally frustrated at the postseason lack of success from Coach Barnes. I, myself, also am very thankful for where the program sits at right now that we could even be arguing about conversations like should we be doing better in March? Should we be competing for national championships? Because you could not have that conversation four, five years ago, and now we are at a stage where you're able to talk about that. To the comments earlier about whether or not this lineup can carry you can carry you down the stretch, I still think this lineup is your best lineup moving forward. I think – an interesting comment that I heard last night was that you live and die by the three. I don't think that's your offensive identity, honestly. I still stand by this team has abilities in the post game that I think you can actually see it when Olivier has a confident game, when guys like Uros Plazovic had a confident game. What I mean by that is you're not always going to score 12 and 10 with Olivia, you're not going to get 12 and 10 probably ever again with Uros Plazovic. But if you're able to actually identify in the post game and choke that you actually are not going to back down, there was a couple plays in that Florida game where Uros Plazovic and Olivier just were soft. And that was, that was really kind of shocking to me because this team has a really great strength coach and a really good program that's built some really incredible basketball players for us the long term. But last night, it just felt like when Santiago Vescovi, and I agree with you, if he doesn't get going, unfortunately, we struggle. But this team is not built to win through its guards right now. We have great guards, but I still think if you're going to make a tournament run in March, Davey and I have talked about this a little bit, but you're going to need guys like Uros Plazovic, Toby Awaka, 
and those guys to elevate you to that next step because offensively you're going to be zoned in when they watch film. They're going to go after Sakti. They're going to go after Josiah. And I want to answer this question, or I want to unpack this real quick. Josiah James Jr., we, for those that don't know me, I am very much pro Josiah James Jr. I know somebody earlier today said he's a five-star. He should be scoring 12 and 10, and, and that's just not the case. When you watch Josiah James, he is the oil in this machine that actually makes our roster play at the high level it is. He defends off the ball extremely well. He is a very versatile guard that, no, did not come in to play the one, but actually came in to play the two. And we've moved him since then to the three, and he's grown into a body that he's a different player than when we first recruited him. When we recruited him, he wanted to be the two, and that's what Coach Barnes wanted him to do. But now, essentially, you've got him playing a versatile three where when he's hitting those shots, this team is at an all-time different level. I called in Jake just to say, hey, guys, at the end of the day, we're all Vol fans here. We're not trying to bash one another. We're not trying to go at each other and say, you're wrong, you're right. Coach Barnes stinks. Coach Barnes is great. At the end of the day, it's February 1st. What matters is March. And maybe I'm talking emotional, but at the end of the day, guys, it's going to be okay. Like, there's plenty of conference basketball left. It sucks. It sucks that we lost to Florida. I am pissed that we lost to Florida and Kentucky. I hate it. I like beating our rivals. But the sky is not falling. There's still plenty of conference basketball left to be played. And I actually want to mention this. That Florida team that we lost, it's a bad Florida team. But here's a crazy stat line. Their three conference losses are a combined eight points or less. That blew my mind out. They've lost to A&M and I believe Auburn. So twice A&M and Auburn at the last minute. I just want to say this, guys. Plenty of basketball left, plenty of times to change this, and the only thing I'll say is Danny Green is not the answer. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Appreciate the phone call, Matthew. Um, and, I, and I get what Matthew's saying. I mean, like we said in the first hour, we want this team to win. We want this team to be very, very successful. That's why we get so aggravated, knowing what we have and the product that we're getting and the results we're getting. That's why we're upset. I mean, he's right. The season's far from over. It's not over by any stretch of the means. But, I mean, we talked about it during the break. But ever since Grant and Admiral have left this program, every time we make two steps forward, we take one step back. We go and beat a great Texas team. We go on the road and lose to a crappy Florida team. It's just you're super inconsistent. You're consistently inconsistent. And – I just have no faith right now that we're going to make a deep, consistent run in March where you have good offensive output every game. That's just – I don't see it, man. And like I, Obviously, all four of us in this room want us to make a Final Four and want us to break through and win a national championship, but the way this team is constructed and the way our offense is so inconsistent, I, uh, I just don't see it. I agree with almost everything that he said. I just – and I do agree that when Josiah's on, our offense is – it's much, much better. better. Five times better. But that just goes back to the point we've made since the beginning of the show is when have we ever seen a consistently consistent Josiah Jordan James? And Never. That's, yeah, exactly. So it's like when do we need to look elsewhere? We're not going to get – I mean, we probably would give him the last shot to a game, but 
Maybe how confident are we? Is going to take it, right? Yeah. How confident are we in that? I mean, we gave it to him uh, last year at Texas, and it was a brick, it was a wide open three. And it was well, that was not the same game that he uh, almost his knee buckled. No, that was Texas Tech yeah. at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that that was another that was another sloppy disaster. Well, here's some cool news. What you got for me, Matthew? The NBA All-Star East Reserves just came out. Okay. Joel Embiid is on the reserve team. Same with DeMar, Rosen, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, and your guy, Tyrese Halliburton. I take it the fans had a vote in this? Holy Jalen Brunson and Darius Garland, Garland snub. snub. Yep. Did the fans vote on this? Fans and media, yeah. but, I mean, the fan vote is just insane because you had Andrew Wiggins starting based off fan vote, yep. vote because he uh, got K-pop to vote for him. Yep. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Darius Gordon got snubbed. Jalen Brunson got snubbed. Uh, is Jimmy Butler in this? No, he's not. No, yeah. Uh, Bam does not deserve to be an all-star either. No. But, um, yeah, anyways, like, we've not had a single game this season. Last year was – trying to think i guess that game at texas was the last time we had a game go down to the buzzer like absolute close game we've not had a close game since then and that's when you really see who's who's built to take that shot who are you going to give the ball to because it's I mean, it's going to happen at some point we're going to have a close game you're going to have the ball down one down two five seconds left you got to drop a play and somebody's got to make a shot for you and we've not had that yet and i'm just looking on down the list i don't really know who it could be yet but Right now, the thought of going uh, undefeated from now until the time and win the SEC tournament just seems laughable. We really need one of those games. Yeah, we, I mean, we do. The whole team needs it. You, can't, March, you yeah. can't simulate that in practice. It's, there's nothing like game experience. Well, I mean, and you want to talk about something that would build you know, the fans' morale. Yeah. Build morale throughout the fan base. Confidence. I mean, yeah. It's like, okay, we just did this. Guess what? We just won the game in the final seconds because we trusted our guys to go make that shot. <clears throat> then we'll have a lot of confidence. It's like, okay, now we have that guy that we can go to in the final five seconds of a game to hit us that game-winning shot. Another thing I want to bring up, we talk about good bigs and good guards. I mean, that's Arizona's another team like that. You got, what was it, Tubelis and uh, Balo both down low, and then they've got guards like crazy, that Larson guy, mm-hmm. Kirk Creesa, I mean, list goes on, but – that's that's the only loss I can point to this season where I was not disappointed. I love the effort that game. Like that was a great game all around. But I mean, it's just like we said, man. The key just to stop in Tennessee is shut down Vascovi and have a decent big man. That's Guys, all what are we do. watching? Uh, skills competition for the Tyler, Pro Bowl. Yeah. You're watching Tyler Huntley be uh, Tyler Huntley. Uh, I guess. Yep. Back to what you were saying. Oh God. That's just I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, the drive brought up a good stat about every time we're, we score 71 points, we're 13-0 and 0 when scoring 71, and we're now 5-4 and 4 when we don't. And Much like the football team scoring 30. Exactly. You've got to yeah, break man. that threshold, and last night we didn't even sniff that. Yeah, I mean, we only lost one game in which we scored 30 points in football. And that was South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. <laughs> and the one time you didn't get to 30, uh, you lost. Yeah, well, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, I mean – I mean, and I said it all through football season, you know, if you get to 30, you got a chance. If you don't get to 30, you have no chance. 
maybe the case with this team is you have to get to 71. Yep. You get to 71, you got a chance. And, I mean, the seventy, the games where we have not broken. Take it back. If you get to 71, you're going to win the game. And there's um, – let's see. There's, there's three games on here where we've scored 70 exactly. We scored 70 at Arizona. Loss. Uh, 70 against Georgia here at home. Won by 30 points. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we played a crappy Mississippi State team uh, on the road. Won 70 to 59. So – that's another thing. I really worry about us being on the road because <laughs> slow start against yeah. Ole Miss, slow start against Mississippi State. He called me last night pissed off, and I said, when's the last time we had a good road win? I mean, so do you even count South Carolina? Like, that was just pathetic. Right. No. Well, you, if you, no. You really can't. Mississippi State, I don't know if you count that as a good road win. Also, like, I, there's I – Their defense is good. That's about it. Every true road game we've had this year, you go through the list. At Ole Miss, we won by four points. Yep. yep. At South Carolina, we'll throw that out the window. Yep. At Mississippi State, uh, eleven point win. Slow start though. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. terrible. Um, at LSU, damn shoes. At LSU, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, the, the South Carolina and LSU were both outliers. It feels like. And right then now. you you went to at Florida. So and, uh, let's just talk about decent teams, man. Um, I mean, the only really decent team we played so far on the road this year is Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, and then you had a neutral site game against Colorado. Yeah. And then, I mean, are you going to call the games that we played, what, USC, Kansas, and Maryland? And a tiny neutral little, side. tiny little, I mean, those are neutral. So yeah. that, that argument kind of goes out the window. But, I mean, you were playing in a ballroom, literally. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it was a stadium. Nashville, like where uh, the Preds play. So, I yeah. Know. I don't know. And guess what March is? Neutral site. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. It's like just the offense really struggles on the road is the main thing. I don't know why I did that. I just gave myself the worst anxiety attack I'm ever going to have on radio just by hearing that music. I'm not going to harp on this for too long, but a lot of people last night were, you know, Rick Barnes didn't miss those shots. He put us in the position to make the shots and win with that stat we were talking about earlier. We would have won if we had hit the shots, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, I was really frustrated with our rotations last night. It seemed like we really went away from the rotation. Jemai Meshack should never be in the game when we're down 13 points. And he should also never be in the game the same time as Tyree Key. Well, he's not going to bring anything to the table offensively. He's basically right. three on five. Yeah, at that point, you're on five on offense. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is we didn't use a lot of rotation off the bench. That's the thing. I don't think we might have had, like, what, one or two guys out of our basically, five that played on the bench? Key today. and Euros. And what did Tyree Key do again? Zero points. Nothing. Exactly. Over three. I really don't know what's going on with him yeah. mentally. It's pretty wild. I mean, the see. guy's struggling with his shot mentally. That's the thing. He got the yips. And it's it doesn't help when you have a coach that, I mean, in the past, every time you make a mistake, he pulls you right out. I mean. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, same thing as uh, TJ was saying about Cal Perry. They're, uh, they're playing scared. Yeah, they play scared, yeah. Because, I mean. Who wants to play for a coach where you're literally shaking every time you get the ball? <laughs> and you don't know, and you don't want to make a mistake. And if you make a mistake, you're out. You're, you're out, out of the game. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. 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 the game. I mean, I played for guys like that, and yep. it was uh, so did yep. I, man. Yep. All through high school. Yep. I mean, and you just play the game. You play the entire game scared. Yeah. I mean, let's call it like it is. And when you're scared, your shot is off. You're not playing the way that you normally play ball. If you're relaxed, it's like you can shoot two of fifty in the game, but then go play a rec league game. And you're shooting a hundred percent. Go to lifetime immediately yeah. after those games. Like it's because it's, uh, there's no pressure. Yeah, there's, I mean, I mean, my thing is like, why, why would you ever want to play for a coach that you literally you're scared all day long and you can't, you don't know if you want to touch the ball. Well, offense. you don't know until you, you know, go and you commit to the team, you sign your national letter of intent, and then you go play for him. 
that's when you find out most of the time. Well, it's like the thing with some of these coaches, you know, like the some players' leashes are this long, like six feet long, and then you've got people like other people who are six inches long. You make one little mistake, you're out for the whole game. Who was it that we had a few years ago? He had the shortest leash. Uh, basketball or football? Basketball. A couple of years ago? Uh, no, it was actually last year. It was Justin Powell is who it was. Ah, yes. He had the shortest yes. leash yeah. I've ever seen in my life. And like, one missed shot. Yeah, see you. See you, buddy. You're on the bench for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, not a way to – Not a way to coach at all. I mean – I feel like that's also like – I don't know. I mean, we talk about like the older generation of coaches. Like the younger generation, they're more like freelance, you know, just, just go play. Like, yeah. There's a few sets here mm-hmm. and there in plays, but most of the time just go play. Yeah, just go be you. Yeah. Go play your style of ball. Don't play scared. Don't play timid. Play loose. Play play hard. And, you know, I think uh, some of the older coaches in college basketball, they're more like the uh, disciplinary type, like Army Sergeant type, where, you know, you make one mistake, you're out of the game. And they run you to death. I mean, it's a uh, – I mean, look at Bob Huggins. It's a whole different – yeah, Bob Huggins. Like, I mean, you hear the horror stories about Bob Huggins. The treadmill, you make yeah. a turnover on practice, you run on – you sprint on the treadmill for like five minutes. And like, what's that doing for you? Not a damn thing. It's like if you fail a PT test in the Army for missing the two-mile run, and then they make you run after the two-mile run, what's that doing for me? Nothing. Nothing. It's not doing a damn thing. What they're trying to do is build mental toughness like Bob Huggins, but really, I mean, in some cases it makes you even more mentally weak because you're terrified of making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You're sitting there like, I mean, sitting there with the ball in your hands on offense, you, you don't know what you should do with the ball. Because you're so scared of ma- making a wrong pass, missing a shot, missing a layup, free throw. I mean. Well, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know really what you can do in that situation because Rick Barnes is not going to change his way of coaching. Nope. So uh, He's not going to change his way of coaching, and we're not going to have a new men's basketball coach next year or the year after that. Mm. Or probably the year after that. Matter of fact, Rick Barnes might even retire after this contract is up. What we don't know. What can you do as a player when you have a coach like that? Genuinely, when there's nothing, nothing you can do. I think to do is play as tight as they are. You just say yeah. f. You just say f them. Yeah, that's what I said. Just say f them, man. Well, remember when Kennedy last year, like Barnes was going to pull him out of the game, and then he waved it off, and then Barnes <laughs> just went off on him. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember who it was against, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kennedy's just waving him off. It's like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then Barnes like, nope, you're out of the game. I mean, at that point, you should have confidence in your players, but but what happened when you let Kennedy Chandler be himself later in the year? It's a complete 180 from the beginning of his last year and the final game against Michigan, and I think he kind of had that effort uh, mentality mentality too. Just you know. Go hoop. You're gonna make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes when they play, man. You just gotta play loose. Try to try your best not to, and just go out there and leave it all out there. Just go play ball. Yeah, just all you gotta do. Just go play ball. Just go hoop, man. Just Just hoop. hoop. Uh, Simple. Just just hoop. Don't play tight. Just play loose. Just go hoop. What an interesting conversation. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way.
Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, we now have the West Reserves for the NBA All-Star Game. Why don't you read them to me? I'm actually, um, I I don't even know what to say. I I got them, man. John Morant, Shy Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, Jaron Jackson Jr., (laughs) DeMontis Sabonis, Laurie Markkinen, and Paul George. So, shall we go through the list of people that Jaron Jackson made it over? Please. Uh, Let me hear it. I'll Matt. start. Anthony Davis. Dion Fox. Anthony Edwards. Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray. No Kawhi Leonard, but he's been injured, but I still take Kawhi over him. Devin Booker. Yep, Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> uh, Desmond Bain. Well, listeners don't care, but I mean, yep. we got to vent, man. That's just absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. Hey, what happened last time we let the fans vote on something? Andrew Wiggins was a All Star starter last year, <laughs> so thank Korean Popars for that one. Wasn't uh Kevon Looney like tenth in All Star voting last year? Um, uh, no. Uh, Taco Fall was up there. Yep, Taco Fall. I mean, this makes no sense, man. Absolutely zero sense in my mind. This is coming from these are coming from Memphis Grizzlies fans right now. Jalen Jackson is an all-star. For what reason is he an all-star? What does he do? What happened last time we let the fans vote, Matthew? <sighs> I'm not talking politics on this show. <laughs> 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 not, not, not oh, I missed that one went over my <laughs> head. <laughs> not talking politics. <laughs> uh, oh, if you man. didn't get the joke. Is he wrong though? Go look up Chuck. Yeah, just go look up Chuck and then yeah, we just end this era. Yep. Two words. Yep. White House. Yep. Oh, man. Let's get Connor in here next. Connor, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Living the dream, buddy. I heard that. Yeah, I figured y'all probably heard it enough tonight, but I figured I might as well call and put my two cents in. Go ahead. Um, first thing, I guess first thing, um, I, I keep seeing that, like, Barnes cannot – like, he can't coach the shots on the court, and I agree he cannot do that. But what he can do is coach the offense in general. Or, last night specifically, I counted, I wrote it down on a notebook, within eight minutes, all within an eight-minute span, Josiah, Zakai, and then the third one was Julian Phillips. They all took three different shots, and as soon as they took a shot, they weren't the best of shots, Rick Barnes yanked them right out of the game. So, pretty much piggybacks off of what we were just saying. It's like the guys are playing scared. Yeah, people wonder why we don't have off, like explosive scores or a great offense. Well, they these kids are getting their confidence ripped out. And the only one that even like looked like they wanted to be there last night was the Kai. Um, I mean, he ended, up, he ended up with what, 15 points? Six for 19 from the field, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I think the funniest thing that I've been seeing recently is everybody on Twitter – Everyone on Twitter, I got. I think probably a couple weeks ago, I argued with countless amounts of people. I can't even name them all because there's so many people about this specific topic. And then all they want to argue is, oh, but the stats say we're so good. The stats say this. The books say this. We've never been in the AP poll. Well, it turns out that as soon as the ball is thrown in the air on tip-off, all those numbers don't matter. Whoever has more dogs on their team and wants to win is going to win. I mean, you're exactly right, Connor. I mean, here's my advice for – all those people on Twitter. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring this up tonight. And, you know, I already reached out to Will and apologized for basically being a guy named Richard last night. But the thing is, 
if you ignore those people, they go away. They just magically go away. And they forget about everything that has happened in their life in the past 24 hours. And another piece of advice that I want to give everybody, if you wouldn't take advice from a person, why would you give them a time of day? Very true. Uh, Well, kind of going away from that, something I maybe can give a piece of information on. And believe this if you want. If you don't want to, people out there, anybody, Bryson can confirm this from my standpoint off the air or whatever. But I have someone who is a very, very close family friend of me who is at every home practice. He's a friend of Rick Barnes. He goes to every practice, and this is on the B.J. Edwards topic because I've seen this come back up last night too. Everybody asking about this. And this person told me that in practice, B.J. Edwards looks a little lazy and he just doesn't bring it like the other guys. And that's just kind of why he's not getting some minutes, I guess, coming in, getting any chances or looks. Um, that's what I heard on that. I just seen that last night and that made me think of it because I've seen people asking, like, where was he at? Why didn't he get a chance to come in the game? You know, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking a lot about myself like when I was a little bit younger. You know, getting a game, I'm hitting shots, doing what I need to do, I'm balling out. Go to practice, I was kind of lazy. Just going through the motions, you know, loafing around, not really doing anything. And finally, I just went to the coach like, you know, what do I need to do to get more minutes? And he's like, you've got to hustle in practice. Like, that's the thing. You've got to hustle in practice you practice how you play right now you're playing really well in the games but when you come to practice you're loafing around you look like you don't want to be there yeah you're hitting shots but guess what you are literally killing the morale of the team by being lazy yeah yeah that's a good point uh well i'm sure it's been beat to death tonight so i'm gonna finish with this but there's three things that are guaranteed in life and that is death the Ukrainians getting whooped on the front lines as they deserve, and Rick Barnes killing an offense faster than anyone else. But y'all have a good night. <laughs> wow. Dennis, take over. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did well, not expect number two on that. Yeah. Oh, I was man. not expecting to talk about Ukrainians tonight, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Talking about the Ukrainians getting destroyed on the front lines. Wow. Okay. But, uh, and I, moving on. I, I do like his uh, point about dogs, man. We we have zero dogs on this team. Maybe Zakai. Maybe Santi. I mean, he's a little – we could be honest here, man. He's a little dirty, but he's our player, so we like it. Yep, same with Grayson Allen. He can get a little chippy. He can throw in a uh, cheap shot here, here and there. When it's your guy, it's different. Yeah, exactly. When it's your guy, it's different. If it's somebody else on another team, you hate it. But when he's your guy, you love it. And also, I'll talk about the on the three. He kicks his feet out on the threes. That was allowed with Carson Edwards in Purdue. Yeah. Cost us a yep. likely national championship. But when Vas- Vascovi does it or we do it, it's, it's a war crime. Mm-hmm. It is a very – very turn the <laughs> turn the TV off. <laughs> oh God, I, I can't take this anymore, man. 
Here we are. <laughs> you said we weren't going to talk politics on the show. Right. I brought it in, and Bryson goes nuclear with it. Oh, and hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to bring the show back to level, and Callum's back here looking at the TV. I don't care, man. I don't <laughs> care about that crap right now, man. I don't want to see Jaw almost more <laughs> Some other crap. <laughs> well, Lord, man. Is there anything good on tonight? Nope. Uh, your best bet is probably go home. Just t- keep the TV off. Watch, take, scroll through TikTok while you eat, and uh, maybe watch some Family Guy. We're like, watching uh, we're a watching, water balloon toss. Yeah, we're watching water a water waffle. This is a skills oh, This is the Pro Bowl right now. Uh, a water balloon toss from 10 yards. Water Wine balloons. At least I, I thought it was an egg toss at first. It's like elementary school field day in the Pro Bowl. What are we doing? Who here, are guys? the at least linemen? That was yeah. like potato sack race, man. <laughs> what? Uh, what's the, the huggle war? No, no, three legged race. Yeah, three legged race, race, potato sack, the softball toss. Yeah, hold I, the egg on the spoon and run with it. Yeah, I mean, see how far you can get. Yeah. Oh, he dropped it. It's like Mayday. Roger Saffold, former Titan. Yep. Goodness, ah. did you see where the Titans were the first team to interview Hendon Hooker? At the Reese's Senior Bowl. Yes. I Take him that. over Tannehill this second. Titans could do themselves a lot of favors by just drafting Tennessee guys. Get yep. the state to buy back in. Dar- well, you can go all Tennessee this draft, man. Darnell Wright, Jalen Hyatt, Hendon Hooker. Well, think about this. Spring Look at how much squad. energy got brought to that franchise when they signed Josh Dobbs and we knew he was going to be starting. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I tuned I wanna, in. Yeah. The whole game. Watch the Cowboys game. And how many Titans second. games did you watch Zero. before that? Zero. I'm a fan, but they're just they're pitiful, man. Trading A.J. Brown was one of the worst decisions ever, but, you know, re-sign or not re-sign, but signing Dobbs boosts some excitement into that team this year. Well, the thing with Malik Willis, you already had the drama with Ryan Tannehill over the summer, you know, in the whole, well, I'm not on this team to mentor somebody. I'm here to be a quarterback. And then, goodness. Anyway, you bring in Malik Willis, and he was never meant – to play immediately. Agreed. He's yeah, never I, meant to play immediately. There's a reason he slipped to the sixth round. There's a reason. He was a six-round pick? Yeah. I mean, during the season last year, or during the college football Malik season. Willis? Yeah. Malik Willis. Am I, am, I, am I missing something? Dude, I thought he was like a second-round pick. Yeah, he no, was, he was yeah. not, man. A little Malik Willis draft. Because at first, I thought the Titans, Titans were going to go after Desmond Ritter because one of my sources had told me, it's like, yeah, they're really high on Desmond Ritter. And I thought that's who they were going to go with. He was the uh, 83rd round, sorry. I don't know. Whatever. But there's a reason he slipped so far. I mean, during the season last year, they were talking about him potentially being a number one pick. That did not happen. Hugh Freeze guy, I mean, he finally played some competition and he ended up playing Ole Miss and threw like three picks against that uh, terrible defense Awful they had. defense. So. Yep. Insert Josh Dobbs, and you brought some excitement just because – Tennessee guy. I mean, because he's like, a Tennessee guy. I mean, like Bryson just said, you draft Tennessee guys, you have the state buy-in. Like, hmm. I mean, I've lived in Tennessee my whole life, and I do not care about the Titans. I've been alive longer than the Titans have been in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, it's very. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't. I don't describe it. boring. I, I snooze fast. Snooze fast. I mean, that's pretty much what the Titans are to me. I just uh, Tannehill's not going to get you over that hump, man. It's pretty obvious. Well, I mean, and it was it was hard for me to pick a team growing up. I mean, drafting a guy that was quote unquote 
like AJ Brown is not the same his as his draft having... comparison the second you draft him NFL comparison AJ Brown the guy you just traded two seconds before yep it's not the same as having an AJ Brown he's now in the Super Bowl mm-hmm mm. probably will win the parlay's Super Bowl. looking good right now mm-hmm. yep. parlay's looking really good right now it's just uh NFL man the NFL what I uh what a snooze fest. What a sport. Hmm. What a joke it is. Yeah, what an organization that is. So, uh, And they're getting a new stadium. By the way, and tell me if I just misheard this. They're getting turf. When they're building a new stadium. Yeah, what's good. the point? It's like, well, we did our research and we found out that the majority of the injuries were caused by bad, by bad turf, i.e. natural grass, mm-hmm. which looked awful by the way, mm-hmm. and always has looked awful for the Music City Bowl. You guys remember when we played Purdue, how bad the that field was looked? Literally that was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Terrible. Well, the thing is, it doesn't look any better during an NFL game on a Sunday. I was scared every snap that Hooker was going to blow his knee out or something, uh, going drop him back. But well, and what happened when he played on terrible turf down at South Carolina? Boys, all that sand. Yeah. Well, that worries me uh, about us. We're going to be the first team to play on that. Uh, we opened, oh, uh, no. We opened the year in Nissan Stadium. Oh. Ah. Lovely. Here we go. Hey, man, you might get the Nico experience quicker than you think. Ah. First game on the turf. Lovely. I'm sure it'll be noon. Yep. Well, at least hell. the end zones won't look bad. Yep, That's the one thing that I hated the most about those is the end zones look terrible. I mean, it would be uh, there's put no effort into it. No, no, you put down a white base to cover up everything that's underneath it, and then you paint over top of that. Oh. You can't do that because the Titans end zones are just the Titans word mark all the way across it with a green background. I will give the Orange Bowl tons. Of, I mean, they they give us a checkerboard and everything. Like they really put they it did work. it up for us. They, they did, did work job. into the yeah. field and it looked great. And and, that's the difference between a Music City Bowl and an Orange Bowl, right? I mean, that's the thing is the Orange Bowl is going to put in the effort. That's a staple bowl game, obviously a New Year's Six bowl game, but it's a legendary bowl game. That is a bowl that has the prestigiousness, mm, excuse me, that everyone wants to go to it. And, you know, that's why this was so special. That's why we wanted this so bad. It's like everyone's like, ah, well, I want a Sugar Bowl. It's like, okay, well, guess what? We won the Sugar Bowl more recently than we have the Orange Bowl. I want to go win in Miami. And – I mean, it was beautiful on TV. We can all agree with that. It was beautiful on TV. Davis, you saw it in person. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't. Favorite, that might be my favorite game all year, man. Yeah, I don't care the other Sugar Bowl, man. Yeah, I, nah, I, I take that back. I, Alabama doesn't top. No, it's top But Alabama. to cap off the regulars, or yes. to cap off the season, yes. the way we did, you couldn't have asked for anything better. No. The beautiful stadium, field looked fantastic. Team was just playing out of its mind, and special teams. We forget how much of an impact the special teams had in that game. Shout out to Coach Eck. Oh, buddy, he was fired up. I, I thought he was going to bust his head open again. Uh, that is the one thing about that guy. I was at the uh, Bowling Green game their first year here. And sitting here looking at the Jumbotron, teams running out. I look up on the Jumbotron, and there he is with his forehead split wide open. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're going to be good again. <laughs> I was like, that's what I knew, that we were going to be good again. Man, Man well, we talked about it before, but. Skeleton crew beat a full-strength Clemson team. Yep. That they did. I mean, yeah, they had a couple people out. Miles Murphy, congratulations. Yeah, that's about it. There you go. Yep. 
One thing we did do today, we hired within again, which I'm not mad about as long as it keeps working. Yep. We had our tight ends coach from within. And I don't so. think Josh Apple would just go just berserk on something like that. Yeah. If he's confident, somebody's yeah, going to make sure. the hire. Which is I mean, why I'm not, you know. Yeah, last time we hired in-house was uh, Kelsey Pope, and now we have a Bolitnikoff Award winner. So, that yeah. was last year. Yep. Building a offensive juggernaut. Stay with us. Final segment of the show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. segment of the program it really like it it really hit me during the break that our first game of 2023 in football is going to be on the new turf that's only going to be there for two years Hmm. yeah that's uh i think you gotta play that game at night man not not like that's going to impact any injuries or still going to be an equal probability whether it's in the day or night but it's going to be hot coming off that turf, man. Oh, man. That's the thing that people don't understand with artificial turf. Is... Black cleats also. Feet oh, on fire. Oh, it, it gets hot. Especially in what? It's going to be in September, September. like September the 3rd or something. Yeah, it's still going to be blazing. It's going to be like yeah. 110 heat index. Yeah. Like It's going to be hot. Unless we get on a cool summer day with a 98 heat index. A cool summer day. <laughs> yep, cool. At, and Virginia's first game back from uh, all the murders. So they'll yep. play inspired. I mean, they're going to play an emotionally charged game. Yep. I mean, I think that's what we um, that's what we all kind of expected. We didn't expect them to um, expect them to play out the rest of the season. I mean, they weren't going to a bowl game. And now we're having to deal with an emotionally charged team for our first game and what everyone is – pretty much chalking up already as a quote-unquote down year, a recovery year, a rebuilding year. For whom? Us? Yeah. Man, nine wins is the floor. Yes, it is, yeah. I think we're improving tremendously on defense. You can't go and – we can't have this loser mentality anymore, man. We said the same thing with Butch in 2017, rebuilding year. Is it bad that – you know, um, everyone harps on how much I – drag the basketball team when they're not playing well. I'm the guy that carried water for Derek damn Dooley for as long as I did. I like Dooley out of the three bums we had. I carried, four, I guess. I carried water for Pruitt for the first two years, and I was carrying it up until halftime of the George game. And then after that, it all went downhill. I mean, I would love to know. I still want to know what happened in the halftime in the locker room at halftime at Georgia. Oh, that's one of the biggest mysteries ever. Because whatever happened, it set the tone for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's really a completely different. You team. won one game after that. It's like we all went in there, took our jerseys off, handed it to some bums off the street, and just said, "Why not go out there and play?" I mean, that's the thing. You were two and zero going into that game. You played a tight game at South Carolina. You beat Missouri decisively at home. You go down to Georgia, and you have the absolute biggest bleep show of a second half that you will ever see in your life three straight turnovers three consecutive possessions and you did not win another game until you played Vanderbilt that year that was the only game that you won you got beat to death by Kentucky at home during a COVID year and we made history during the Vanderbilt game first female to score points in a college football game don't forget that 
Sarah Fuller. <laughs> Wait, was, that was the Kentucky game. That it was like what two. So JG sixes? threw back to back pick sixes, and then JT Shroud threw one. Yep. If, yeah. oh. We were uh, the top fifteen. <laughs> it was the top fifteen matchup at Georgia. We were fourteen. Um, yeah, trying to get the score summary of that one. Game. Oh, and that was a you. game. It's like. People thought that if we won that game that we might be in the driver's seat. We went blank in the second half. We went blank the rest of the year. What are you talking about the second half? We went blank the rest of the year. It was 21-17 going into halftime. You had that goal line stand. Georgia comes out, scores 28 straight. You lose 45-21. You can talk about dogs. I mean, George Pickens, JG gets thrown out of bounds. Uh, George Pickens sprays water down his butt. He does nothing about it. Not a damn thing. There's an all in his head. That's the day that I almost uh, almost got kicked out of the house. I, I was apathetic at that point, man. It's just like, whatever. I was just oh, so- no, no, no. Excuse me. Georgia, I was furious. Kentucky, though, I was just like, hey, man, it's time for him to go. You know, these styrofoam plastic cups, whatever you want to call them, they don't taste as good as they used to. I cannot believe that. I still cannot believe Josiah Jordan James ranked above LaMelo Ball. See, the coating, it's got a this weird filmy taste, but if I rip off the coating and I put a piece of the actual paper, that's not... You're sitting here eating a styrofoam cup. Ozzy Guillen used to do it. Good shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, wow. What a move right there. Uh, Oh, man. How are the Lady Balls doing right now? Can someone give me a score update? I'll, I'll let you know. Let's go to the ESPN app. I'm sure it hasn't been updated in 20 years. Uh, Tennessee leads Ole Miss 39-32 with four minutes oh, left in the third quarter. Oh, man. So you say the under hit on that one. Yeah, what was the over-under? Let's see. What did he even tell me? Hmm. There's your all-star. Zaire is eating wow. on the bench. <laughs> He's eating. got fruit gushers. He's eating. <laughs> the, the over-under in the Lady Vols game is 135. They're combined 71 points almost at the end of the third quarter. Goodness. Infinite money glitch, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, just being real here, man. Not hating, just being real. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, you know, I realize that if I had taken the Broncos under every game until they played the Chiefs later on in the year, and I just kept rolling over my winnings week after week, I'd have lost it all once, but I'd have made it back. How much money I'd have in my savings account right now? A lot. If I bet my mortgage the first time and then kept rolling it over, I would have $325,000 in my savings account. And you have nothing based on not betting that. So yep. Hey, it's a bunch of uh, what could have beens. Yep. yep. Way she goes, bud. Way yeah, so she goes. Sometimes she goes. Before we leave, uh, how many more losses are you expecting uh down the stretch here in the regular season. Oh. How many more regular season games do we have? Eight? Don't want to be a negaval here, but we got to be realistic, man. We're going to lose at least one. You I'd got, say we'll lose two. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I'm not even going to chalk Missouri in as a win. You got – so, Callan, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got nine games remaining, all SEC. And you I got mean, the death row of Bama at home at Kentucky and at A&M. You lose one of those games. Yeah, I, I'd be I would be fine with a two and one out of those three. Yeah, I say we play. Do we play? We play Auburn twice, correct? Auburn this Saturday at home, and then Aub- at Auburn last game of the year. I think you March split. 4th. You split that. 
split one of those games. Or split both those games. Right. Um, Arkansas is going to be tough on the 28th. Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, thankfully, we have, thankfully, we have them at home, though. If we had them on the road, I would almost chalk that up as an L already. Right. Maybe I'd be happy with two losses. Uh, yeah, two yeah, losses so what, would be good. 25 and 6. Is that what we were thinking here? Seven and two. If you go seven two down stretch, you would finish fourteen and four in SEC play, which is pretty good. But I don't think you're going to catch Alabama at that rate. No. I really don't expect to go into Rupp and win either. No. Yeah. So I mean, it's just so weird with that series because even if they do come down here and win, we yeah go up there and we win. Based yeah. on history, we should beat them right. there. Exactly. Yeah. It does. I don't have any faith in that. That's right a now. weird thing. I don't know. I see potential losses. Uh, you know, obviously one to Auburn, Alabama, maybe Arkansas, maybe three. Yeah, I'm looking at Auburn for sure, Kentucky, Alabama. Those are my three. If I had to rank them on top of worry, most worried about those three. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing's out of – I mean, you can't just downplay any game at this point, especially after last night. No, and I mean – we learned really quick, and we should have learned this early on, is that you can't overlook anybody. Mm-hmm. You start overlooking opponents, things like last night will happen again. Wrapping up, let's get a call from Roger. Roger that. Good evening, Rog. Well, hey, Jake, man. Hey, buddy, how you doing tonight? I'm hungry, Rog. I'm ready to go home and get something to eat. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. Uh, uh, I just want to ask you, uh, well, how, how, Matthew and uh, everybody else, how how, 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 how everybody doing tonight? Tonight, doing great, Roger. Doing great. Very good. Well, great. Well, good, well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that. Um, to hear. Um, I just want to. want to ask you about last night first, real quick. I, I, I won't take know you about no time, so I, I, I hold it. Cause I don't want to. I, I, I talk to you more than one hour. So I, 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 go have some, Oh yeah, buddy. We'll have a show tomorrow night. Okay, I can talk to you more tomorrow night. Try to tomorrow night, but uh, tomorrow night, maybe, but uh, try to. But I just want to ask you real quick. That first check real quick. I just want to ask you about last night, Jacob. Jacob, I just want to ask you. Hey, Tennessee last night. You think Tennessee had? What happened? You think what happened was Tennessee had off night last night? Maybe I had off night last night. Well, Rog, I think that, you know, when you look at the game and you see just how bad we were shooting the ball. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about how they might just be playing scared because they're afraid they're going to get yanked every time they make a bad play, they miss a shot, or any of that. So, I mean, they're just – I don't know. It just aggravates me, Rog. And there was one play in particular that really just made me just – I don't know. I just got really angry over this, Rog. But it was the play where Zakai Ziegler gets the ball over on on the top of the key. And he's wide open. He doesn't take the shot. So he drives down, and he could have had just a floater, and he didn't take it. Instead, he passes it to Olivier Cumois, who then doesn't take the shot, who then passes it back to Zakai Ziegler, and no shot is ever attempted, and we turn the ball over. That just aggravates me. It's like everyone's yeah. almost afraid to shoot the ball. It's like you've got a wide open yeah. shot. you got to take that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I guess he did. I, guess, I don't know why he did. I don't know if he just tried to, I don't know if he just was trying to think. I don't know if you're trying to think too fast or what, you know. Maybe, maybe trying to, maybe has the crowd into it. Maybe, maybe trying, he's trying to think too fast. Maybe, maybe trying to, maybe it happens to, it happens to everybody in life. You have, 
trying to think too fast. So maybe trying to make you think it's what happened. Trying to think too fast. Maybe it's what happened. Maybe, maybe. Roger, I think you might have just cracked the code because it's not only basketball, but you can take this into account for baseball, for football. When you think too much, you're not having fun. Uh, If you're having fun, you're not worried about anything going on around you. You go out and you have fun, you're going to play your brand of basketball. You're going to play your brand of baseball, football, whatever it is. Yeah. We might just be thinking it thinking it too much, Raj. That might be it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And also, uh, real quick, real quick, I just want to ask you about Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady retired this morning. Are you tired about it? Do you like it? Are you tired about it? About it? I'm just glad it's over, Raj. I'm just really glad that we never have to see another Tom Brady. Is he retiring or is is he still playing this? You know, because this has been the question for five years now, Raj. It's when is Tom Brady going to retire? It's like, okay, well, we think he's retiring. Oh, no, wait, he's going to Tampa Bay. He retired last year. Oh, wait, no, he's coming back. Roger, I'm just glad that it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss him, but I'm glad to somebody else to – you know, somebody start can try to, you know, can try can try to, you know, you know, can try to, you know what? Absolutely. Roger, we're out of time, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, all right? Okay, have a good night. All righty, buddy. You too. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for three and out right here on Fan Run Radio.